Hello, and welcome to Loving Me Before I Love You podcast with Tammy Nicole. So, you know, over here, everything is about self-love, self-love and personal growth. Today, we're going to dive into a topic that's close to my heart, navigating self-love and blended families. Now, we all know that blended families have become an increasingly common in our society. Like everybody's getting married, everybody's getting divorced, everybody's getting remarried. People are having kids without being married and then getting married. And once we have a blended family. So today I actually have a close friend who is a part of that community. She recently married. I'm not going to tell Well, I guess I could, but she's been, I mean, I was at her wedding last year. I'm going to say it that way. And she now has a beautiful family. And so we're going to discuss how you maintain self-love within a blended family. So I'm super, super, super excited to have my dear friend, Kayla. She's with me, um, you know, and y'all treat her nice. Send your questions in. You know how we do. But Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Pam. I like how you said you were at my wedding. You were at one of the weddings. But you know. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, I was physically at one, mentally at the other, because you know, I knew about it beforehand, you know. So I, I feel like I was I've been there. The whole the whole little kitten caboodle. Very few who knew about the secret wedding. Correct, correct. That's why I said I don't know if I should be like we've been we've been here two years or we've been here one year. We've been here. <laughs> oh, like, we've been married two, two and a half. Is it two and a half years? Yeah, two and a half years. So yeah, two and a half. Yeah. We, we recognize the real date. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Yeah. All right, we we not keeping secrets no more. See how this blended family stuff happens? You start keeping secrets. And I'm just playing. So <laughs> basically, you know, over here at Loving Me Before I Love You, we talk all things self-love in general, right? My goal is to promote and give women and men, you know, I know I talk to the ladies mostly, but men, you know, we recognize you over here too, um, the opportunity to grow through the evidence of self-love. Like we don't always promote that like we should. And so when you think about blended families and it's like, man, you are joining something that has already been established. Um, And it's like, where do I fit in? And it's easy to lose self in that process because you're trying to merge something that has come from two different angles. And it's different than just simply merging two lives because you're merging the lives of other people as well, like the kids, right? Kids that have multiple families in that space. They have your family that you're creating, plus they have their own family with the other the other parents. 
whichever parent, you know, is not joining. In our case over here, it would be, you know, he has his mom and then you he has the two of you. Mm-hmm. And then in blended families, we also create other children within the new union. So multifaceted, but how do we maintain our own self-love in that process? So Kayla, you know, we're going to probably get all into your business. Um, you know, me, that's the fun I, part, right? I share it all. I am transparent Kayla. that is the fun part and i want everybody to just tune in and get excited right because it's a topic we don't really talk about for the most part so kayla as a mother and woman and wife and a blended family tell us how does self-love fit that's not an easy question to answer because I feel like you have to well and and I'll put it like this in my from my perspective I am just now figuring out again who I am and what self-love is for me. So adding on to that, the blended family aspect, um, I don't know because like I said, I'm learning. Um, So for anyone else listening, um, it definitely is when you're entering into a relationship, um, like I did with a person who already had a child and me without children, um losing self is uh is nothing you do purposely and it happens without you even knowing it um but then having to learn how to find yourself and in my my stance now not only trying to find myself finding myself love and who i am and all those things in this blending situation but now as a mother um having all those roles and still trying to figure out me. Um yeah, so that's not that's not an easy question to answer. <laughs> um do you find that it's necessary? Do you Absolutely. find that having the self-love is necessary? And at what point did you say, wait a minute, I need this? Absolutely it's necessary because um you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. So I definitely see where I lost myself along the way and where I lost all those things that I considered uh, self-love. Um, again, not doing it intentionally, um, but I do believe had I maintained uh, just, a simple, just simple self-love activities for myself, I think I would be in a different headspace than I am in now. I uh, have better boundaries than I do now. I um, I give and receive differently than I do now. So it absolutely than you did previously. Now, yes, yes. Previously and presently. Okay. So when when you mention 
doing the self-love things that you did previous, like you would have kept them. Mm. What type of thing are you doing that you're no longer doing now? I mean, we can go from the material things as far as me taking the time for, you know, massages once a month and spa days and, you know, uh, taking myself out to lunch or shopping, whether it be window shopping or actually purchasing to actually taking the time to um, meditate and have my prayer time. And just time to think about what I wanted for myself and plan for my future and my prayer time and just time to be alone with self and alone with God. All those things, everything ended up becoming priority over all those things that I did for myself. And again, it wasn't done intentionally and no one told me that I had to make those things priority, but it just ended that way and and I realized how those things you know uh, and, and I'm not saying that blended families make you do that I'm just saying in my situation you know me wanting things to maybe happen a certain way or thinking that's what I needed to do to make everyone else happy so I took away from myself to to ensure that everyone else you know, was able to maintain their level of happiness or their level of comfortability or their level of normalcy, I, you know, took away from myself, which should have never happened. So that's interesting that you say that, right? Because it sounds like a lot of people pleasing. And I think... We as women in general do a lot of people pleasing. We're so worried about the next person. We're so worried about the kids, the husband, the mothers, you know, the daddies, the, you know, aunties, everybody, anybody's connected that we feel responsible for. We're more concerned about them than we are ourselves, which tend to lead us down the, the, the rabbit hole of people pleasing and forgetting me. Mm-hmm. So now that you've realized that those cut you off, but also forgetting that me being me is enough and necessary. Mm-hmm. Because when we lose ourselves in general, right? We're no longer providing the people that we love with us in its totality, right? We're giving them these small fragmented portions of us because we're not full. You know, we're not giving them our whole self at all. Because how could you be whole and empty all at the same time? Right. So I think when when we navigate over into doing for them, doing for them, doing for them, and then losing the do for me sector, we do them a disservice. Absolutely. From all angles. As much, as much as, as much as they feel 
<laughs> and and then sometimes, ironically enough, the aha moment can come from them. You know, it can come from them when they realize that you are probably becoming more snappy or when they realize we're not doing the things when we were, when you didn't have the overloaded responsibility. And I think this is in anything, not just blended families, but in relationships, period, right? When you're going through the dating phase and you're getting to know people, the things that you do as a, as a girlfriend, you don't do as a wife, you know what I mean? Like, or let's, I won't say you don't do them. I'll say you get added responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. So those girlfriend tendencies that you were doing that was free because you had the, you know, capacities to perform in those areas because you didn't have the responsibility of them as a wife, right? Like wife responsibilities are way different than girlfriend responsibilities. So you think different, you move different. And because of those differences, they sometimes seem to identify that they've changed. Like, yo, when we was dating, you used to be able to do blah, blah, blah without a problem. Like what's going on? Not knowing that having that me time and having that time to self allowed you that space to right. give. Right. Right. <laughs> I laugh because that, that is, that is, that is, that is a, a current conversation where you, you have to allow me the space to be the woman you need. If you want these womanly things, if I'm not given the space to do those things that you are, quote unquote, requiring, they can't just come out of thin air. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you have to be able to be given that space to do those things. And once given that space, they will come naturally. They will come often, you know, mm-hmm. without being asked. But you have to first be given the space to be able to give that. So, absolutely. What can be some of the challenging um, things that occur when blending a family? Um, I would say definitely dealing with the other parent, um, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that uh, instead of it just being a two parent situation, now there is three. Or if the other parent is dating someone or married, then now it becomes an additional adult that has, uh, you know, opinions and or mm-hmm. a say so. Um, so how how is discipline aligned? Um, are there, you know, differences of opinion and discipline? Are there differences of opinion in um, priorities as far as education, um, sports, uh, what's expected behaviorally, uh, mm-hmm. things like that? Uh, you know, um, respect in general. 
Yeah. Um, what rules that are allowed in the home, outside of the home, chores, everything. You know, right. kids are, I mean, we've all been kids. We know who to get over on, what to do, what not to do. We know when we're over somebody. Like, I knew that over my grandmother's house, after all the cousins, we all had we all had jobs, whether they rotate mm-hmm. or not. I knew sometimes I had to wash the dishes. I knew if right. it wasn't done right, I had to get back in there and do it and stay in there till it was done. At my parents' house, I would purposely do it wrong because I knew my mama was gonna come behind me and say, Kayla, move, I'll do it. I knew what to do. You know, and so um Dealing with the blended families, you have to deal with that. You know, kids knowing that I can get away with this over this person's house, but I know I have to act this way. So, you know, having them know that, you know, hopefully the adults being able to be on the same page and knowing that, hey, if it's not allowed over there, it's not allowed over here either. Or what what are you not allowing over your house so that I know that I will maintain that same level of you know respect and responsibility over here so everything can be seamless and the child knows that we're all on the same page and we're we're doing this together so when you don't have that that absolutely makes everything difficult among other other things right and you have what i consider a i don't call it double blended right I'm making up my own phrases around here, guys, but I calling it double blended because you now have your own child that did not exist when the marriage, you know, initiated, when the relationship initiated. You know, a lot of times when you come with kids on from both ends, then it's two different households as a whole. In your particular situation, it's like you you joined something that was already established. Mm-hmm. And in reality, just needed to kind of follow suit, right? Not that you didn't have an opinion, not that you don't have your own rights or ideas as a, a woman who had yet to become a mother. You still were just joining the program, like, you know. Technically, it's not my child, you know, biologically, mm-hmm. you know, they're my mm-hmm. child through through the love, through the bonus of love. Right. And so I think now that you have a child, it's like, okay, now how do we navigate this? Because I'm following y'all's rules based upon y'all creation, but now I have my own child who's technically now a part of this bundle and how do you navigate what you truly want for your biological child right as well as merge it with your current plans and rules right that that um actually was a conversation the other day um because our Soon to be one year old, um, she has now picked up hitting from daycare. And, you know, I started the conversation with my husband and um, his way of um, handling our son, my bonus son, is not the way that I would do it. 
Um, you know, so the so the question to him was, I know this is the way you handled him. What do you think would be the best course of action for handling her? Because this is my idea. This is what I think. One, because regardless of what anybody says, she's a girl, so it's going to be a little different. Um, um, but this is what I prefer. This is what I feel works for me. This is how, you know, uh, my parents were with me. So what does that look like for you? Um, and I think that was a very necessary conversation to have because, um, honestly, because we didn't have it when it came time for his son to move in with us. And that, uh, I think would have, would have, would have not stopped a lot of things, but it would have, um, given us pause to think things through through more and have a basis like a baseline of where to go with things had we had that conversation when um um we became the primary household uh for my bonus son so again i knew you know just with the hitting um that our soon to be one-year-old is doing now I i knew Instead of just handling it my way and then he handling it his way, which it could also be confusing to the child, which I'm sure was confusing to our, my bonus son living in the house. KK is doing it one way, but daddy's saying it another way. And again, well, I'm going to get away with it with daddy or I'm going to get away, you know, all these things. So let's get in front of this now so we don't have that that those same issues. Uh so a lot of necessary conversations needing to be needing to happen that that weren't happened that didn't happen previously, um, but also making sure that whatever we are now setting for her, when when my bonus son is with us, that it is consistent for him as well. That there is no division in well she's being treated one way and she's being held to, to these standards but he's being held to different ones. Right. That can definitely be confusing across the board. And it's like, what are we really teaching? Is Are we teaching a standard because this is our household standard? Or are we teaching a standard because you're who you are and she's who, you know, he's who he is and she's who, he, who she is. Or, you know, you come from this mom versus this mom. And so this works over here. It doesn't work over here. Um, having a standard is very important in blended families. And it's like the meeting of the minds. Co-parenting is exactly that. We are both parents and our household should seem seamless when it comes to the children. Now, granted, No one's trying to run anybody else's household. However, how you navigate parenting should be seamless. It should be, okay, let's come to a common ground. Let's, you know, compromise. Um, Let's see everybody's point of view. You know, boundaries within the parenting. 
Right. Understanding, you know, and how does that play for, you know, when we talk about self-love, it's just not about you, right? Like, yeah, you matter at a hundred percent, but self-love as it's taught within the family. And of course, if you don't have it for you, you you probably ain't teaching it to them. (laughs) You're probably not teaching it. You, you, well, you teaching the opposite for sure. You, you showing them how, how you don't do it. Right. Versus what you would prefer. And because we all learn from action all day. Right. Right. But open and honest communication is a part of self-love. Right. Being able to be open and honest with yourself and those around you. So implementing that effective communication into the family starts with you. Right. So being able to be open and honest with whatever's going on with you um, personally. To be able to communicate. And give that out, which teaches them, them meaning children, even your partner, your husband, um, the extra parents. You know, if you can be open and honest in your communication style, you know, would evoke other people to do the same. You know, when we talk about self-love, you, you say, I teach you how to treat me. <laughs> <laughs> 